Why do polygamists shun modern medical help? Next on Polygamy, What Love Is This? recently received a telephone message from a viewer, I think he was from California, who said that he'd been watching information about the Kingston Polygamy Group on some television programs, yeah. and and he said that he had noticed that, um, that, they, that they said that the Kingstons do not take or seek modern medical help, and he called, he's familiar with this ministry as well, so he called and asked if we could address that in one of the future programs why they don't take or seek medical help. So we decided we'd talk about that today along with a couple of other miscellaneous topics. Now, many fundamental religious groups refuse medical attention, not just polygamists. Hmm. Uh, no, the Christian science, they sure. try not to, and the, I don't think the Jehovah Witnesses are too keen on it either. So it's not just polygamists. Right. Well, uh, polygamists, uh, the fundamentalists that reject medical help. Um, most of them believe that prayer is the answer, and that if God doesn't answer your prayer, uh, you don't have enough pure faith, um, lots of prayer and anointing with oil, they think God will heal them, and if they're not healed, then it's the fault of the person who wasn't healed, or their relatives, or maybe God needed that person on the other side for a job he needed to get done, so he yeah. took them home so that they could do that job. Well, biblically, none of the above is true. Uh, first of all, God never needs <laughs> anything <laughs> or anyone. If he did, he wouldn't be God. Um, and as far as not having enough faith to be healed, Paul the Apostle probably had more depth of faith than anybody yeah. that I've ever read about or heard about. And he wasn't healed. He prayed for healing, and he wasn't healed. So that couldn't be it either. That could not be the problem or the answer. Now, Mormon fundamentalists have refused members needed medical attention for several reasons. The FLDS, for instance, for a long time, advised members to pray for healing rather than seek modern medical intervention. Other polygamy groups are reticent to allow members medical attention unless it's an emergency situation. Now, I was born and raised in the Kingston group, the group that this no. caller had called about. They also have decried medical help when members were sick. And there's many reasons they give for withholding the help. One of them is that if God wanted the person to get better, he'd just heal them. We didn't have to pay, spend money to get them healed. So just pray. They also added that prayer and fasting would convince God to heal them. They added 40 days of fasting. Oh my. I, because that's what Jesus did. Sure. Or a grape diet that lasted 40 days where they already eat nothing but grapes, which they called a grape diet. And many members have gone on a 40-day grape diet and 40-day fasting. And some of them has died as a result. They refer to Jesus going in the wilderness for the 40 days without eating as an example for them uh, to take their long, grueling fast. But Jesus didn't go in the desert to get healed. That's not why he went in the desert to fast. And he wasn't certainly wasn't ill. And, of course, he went there um, to prove his sinlessness, that he could resist temptation. Sure. Uh, Adam and Eve fell for the temptation in the garden, and he couldn't fall for the temptation in the wilderness. Uh, so it just proved his perfections. Jesus is, they don't follow the example. They use Jesus in some of these Bible things as an example, but they, do, they, they don't use the whole story for their reasoning. Uh, Jesus didn't go to get sick, uh, and when they go into the de into, go on their forty day fast, they don't go in the desert. 
they stay home. <laughs> and and Jesus could turn stones into bread, which of course enhanced the temptation, and they can't turn stones into bread. So so the whole thing is just wrong they the way kind they of pick and choose. Right, yeah. exactly, and the way they apply it. So just because an incident is recorded in the Bible uh, is not an indicate or a commandment indicating to do it. The Kingstons live in fear of conspiracy, Mm. thinking that they may be used for guinea pigs, maybe for medical science, or that they will be given secret prescription medications that will harm them. When I was growing up, they warned us all not to drink from public water fountains because the government would be putting birth control in the water and then their women couldn't have babies and their kingdom of God would fail. (laughs) And so we were afraid to drink from water fountains. Another reason that they don't want to get medical help is that their money, which they have consecrated to God, Uh, belonged to him, and we couldn't go out spending it on anything as trivial as doctors or medicine or hospitals. Another reason is that if a plural wife took a sick child to the doctor, they might discover she was a polygamist and cause them trouble. So don't go to the doctor. (laughs) But more than likely, the bottom line is they didn't want to spend the money because they are greedy, greedy people. My baby sister, when she was just still an infant, almost died of pneumonia after her temperature had reached 106 degrees, my mom finally got permission to take her to a doctor, and she got there just in time, the doctor told her. But she shouldn't have had to wait that long (laughs) to get proper medical attention. When I was about in the fourth grade, I got an abscess tooth, which was extremely painful, and it lasted for several days. Now, there was a dental office that was just right across the street from school. I was in grade school, and, and uh, I could have walked over there any time. But my mom never gave me permission, so I suffered mind-boggling pain for several days before she mm. finally gave me permission to walk across the street to the dentist and get dental help for that. <laughs> there have been instances of death because of lack of medical care. And many times the people will say, well, it must have been God's will for that person to die or he would have healed them. And some of us very simple. In, I think in the 90s, uh, uh, one of the women had preeclampsia. She was pregnant and they wouldn't take her to the doctor and she died. When all they had to do was just get some, some medical smell. attention and she would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Or even worse, they will say that the the person died because they had to pay for a sin of a certain member and that their death was payment for that particular sin. My grandpa died when I was preteen. And by that time, my mom had been telling me that I was a very wicked person and and that I was going to go to hell and God was going to get me and, you know, fry me with a lightning bolt and all this if I didn't become perfect. And when my grandpa died, she told me he died because I was a sinner. Because you were a because of my sins, oh my because of my wickedness, and you know that really that really did something How to old me. Were you? I was about eleven or twelve. Oh my goodness! Maybe thirteen. I'm not sure. I was what that old. What a thing old, to say! Yeah, yeah. But that she thought that she could scare us into righteousness, oh. you know, uh, or shame us into righteousness, yeah. and, you know. But but Jesus is our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He's the one who dies because we're sinners. <laughs> Not somebody else. But yet that's the mindset of people, at least in the Kingston polygamy group, which is the group that this caller had called about. Right. But all of the, the polygamy groups will, will would rather go to herbal medicine um, 
And I'm not saying herbal medicine is bad, but right. there's sometimes when you really need to have a doctor at a That's hospital right. and some prescription medications. Um, but Jesus is a savior, and there isn't anything anybody can do or die because of your sins. It's Jesus alone. Now, we want to bring into the discussion what the Bible says or doesn't say about getting medical attention. Does God forbid or not want his people to seek medical help? Actually, medical science and technology and medicines that heal are good gifts to humanity, and all good gifts come from God. Yeah, James 1.17 tells us every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And I think medication, I mean, I've been sick when medication was a perfect really gift helped. for that particular right. time. It was, it was wonderful to be able to be healed by medical science. And God's medication. given us that intelligence. Yes, to yes. And I think he guides certain people into sure. discovering certain things as well. Sure. So medical science is a good gift. And, and God is the one who brings it to us, the knowledge to be able to discover it. God heals the soul, but he is also given the gift of discovering medication and, and medical help to heal mankind when we're physically sick. So why reject it? Now, there are, there are doctors and, and nurses and even hospitals that misuse, you know, the, and, and, and abuse medical treatments or even medical um, um, prescriptions. But there are also wicked religions that misuse and abuse the truths mm. that God has revealed to us in the Bible. But we shouldn't throw God out because evil men, nor should we throw proper medical help out because there are crooks and quacks in the medical field. That's you know, right. you just be wise, right? <laughs> right? We want to present a couple of re events recorded in the scriptures. Yeah, from Luke 10, and 34. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. And he went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And from James 5:14 it says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So the good, these are two places where there's yeah. illness involved. And the good Samaritan helped the wounded man with medical treatment. And, and medical treatment in those days was oil and wine. Oh. Now, wine was an antiseptic, obviously. It, yeah. could, it could help with that. And then the oil would be a salve. It would be a balm. And, and with oil, it would probably be an olive oil where there's a certain amount of healing properties yeah. in that. And it rendered comfort to this man. Then he took the injured man to a place where he could rest and heal and be nursed back to good health, which is equivalent to our hospital or nursing yeah, care. That's what they had at the time. That's right? what they had then, yes. Now, James tells us that when we're sick, we should pray, and others should also pray with us for healing. But notice that in asking for God's healing, they also use oil, which is equivalent to giving medication to the sick. In other words, don't forget to pray, but seek medical help as well. Luke, who wrote one of the Gospels, was a doctor, yeah. a doctor of medicine for those times. Now, if God was against, doc against doctors, why would he allow a doctor to write one of the do Gospels of Jesus, the stories of Jesus? 
if he was against That's it true. as adamantly as, as they are. Yeah. And then this is Paul's advice to Timothy. Yeah, this is interesting. First Timothy 5.23, No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. So he told him to take medicinal wine. Right. Now, he said a little wine. He didn't say go out and, <laughs> get you know, plastered. take a gallon of it or anything like that. But still, that was medicinal help for the times that they lived. When Hezekiah got sick, which would have been yeah. hundreds of years before Timothy got yeah. that advice from Paul, they were tied to apply medicinal bandages. Yeah, this is from Isaiah 38, verse 21. Now, Isaiah had said, let them take a cake of figs and apply it to the boil that he may recover. So they used the medication, the known medication that was available at that time and in that culture, and we should do the same today. There's no reason why we shouldn't. By the way, people who are tweaking uh, these verses to support non-prescription herbal remedies only, like a Mm. poultice of figs or something like that, they treated the illnesses with the medicines they, they had at the time. And if they had prescription medicines or penicillin or something like that, then they, I have no doubt, they would have used what was available. Our next quote is in Jesus' own words. Mark 2.17, And hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. Oh, no, he used the word physician, (laughs) didn't he? (laughs) Now, the word in the Greek, I think, is healer needs a healer, but that is the word physician that is being used in the context. So he said the sick need a physician. And so that goes for all of us today. If we're sick, we should go to a doctor. There's no biblical basis for anyone to reject the benefits of modern medical science, the good wisdom and, and the technology and medicines that God has blessed us with should be received with thanksgiving. Now, I hope this answers our our viewers' questions about that, but it all goes back to... But it is true of the polygamists. Are they afraid that they'll be exposed then to, like you said, that they find out they're a polygamist family or a wife? That's part of it. It's a lot of it, especially if the woman's pregnant or if it's a child, a a plural wife's child. They are afraid of that. But I honestly think that they just don't want to spend the money. It's just about money. Because they're so, yeah, they're so darn greedy. (laughs) Um, wow. Now, we have a couple of miscellaneous topics yeah. that we're going to move into uh, for the rest of the program today. And the next one is the ongoing dialogue between uh, biblical Christians and unbiblical Mormonism. <laughs> now, we have a comment that we want to quote from a Facebook friend who made uh, uh, ta- that he talked about the deception yeah. in which some religions are embroiled, and he compared it with their. They, they get upset because the government deceives them, but they don't get upset because their religion deceives them. You know, I thought that was a good point. So it we're going to move into that a little bit and talk a little bit more about that. Um, and we want to, to our viewers to read the, um, get the full quote that he made. So we'll start with that. Okay. Let me read that then. Uh-huh. People get upset over the deception in our government, but should be more upset about deception in religion because it plays a huge part in our lives and our families' lives as to where we end up in eternity. You believe in one God? Was there a God before God? Don't you believe you can become a God? Why do you go to the temple? Exaltation? What's that all about? Same God? Not even close. The God of the Bible has eternally been God. There was never a time when he wasn't God. Don't you believe in the council of gods in the preexistence where they chose the plan chose the plan of the one brother, Jesus, over his other brother, Lucifer? 
Also, this is a fair question. Do you completely and fully trust the Bible, or do you believe the Book of Mormon over the Bible? This is Chip Thompson. Yeah, He's Chip Thompson. That. And, of course, he always has some good yeah. good yeah. Re comments. Uh, now, government deception is bad, sure. you know. But religious deception is worse, just like he said, because it determines your eternity. Now, these questions are responding to the fact that although Mormonism wants to be considered Christian, they cannot be genuine Christians because they throw out the very things that define us being a Christian. And so we wanted to bring this comment into our discussion about the lack of trust that polygamists have in medical science because there's so much that polygamists don't trust. Yeah. Actually, they rarely trust anything or anyone that's not connected with their polygamist organization or that the leaders tells them not to trust, so they just automatically won't trust it. Now, from its very beginning, the Mormon church has encouraged its followers to trust no one but their leaders and who their leaders tell them they can trust. And it's the same today with the LDS church as well as with the LD, Mormon fundamentalists. They want to be called Christians, but they don't be, believe what Christ himself taught. They want to... Um, to, to complain about the government, but they don't complain about the deceptions of their religion. The question in the above quote challenged their unbelief in one true God, their unbelief and lack of trust in the Bible, their doctrines that oppose what Jesus taught, their belief in many gods, even though Jesus taught there's only one God, and that one greater than the temple had come, which of course is mm. referring to himself. Sure. Yet they reject the one who is greater than all the temples. They revere buildings built by human hands in higher regard than they do the very word of God. But everyone in Mormonism needs to know this about God's word. Yeah, from Psalms 138, verse 2. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For, for you have magnified your word above all your name. Now, if God has magnified something above everything else, that's pretty high. It know? is. There's only, there was only one temple in the that's Jewish right. temple, only one. Right. And they were forbidden to build a temple any other place than that one place in Jerusalem. And when Jesus came, he said he was greater than that one temple. Now, notice that God magnifies or exalts his name above everything. And his name is exalted. Yep. And his name and his word are synonymous and will not and cannot be lost or corrupted. And he promised that it would last uh, uh, for all generations. And, and it lasted. And he said this and promises long before Brigham, uh, uh, Joseph Smith penned the Book of Mormon. That's long right. before he said right. that. The same Book of Mormon that condemns polygamy. <laughs> The same Book of Mormon that says there's only one God. Yes, it does. The point that is being made in the quote is in the question, how can you claim to be Christian when you reject everything that makes one a Christian? Good question. <laughs> and in the early days of Mormonism, they didn't even want to be identified with Christians or Christianity. They redefined, redefined who Jesus is, what the biblical gospel is, how God brought salvation to sinners, and they have even redefined who the devil is. Paul the Apostle said this. From 2 Corinthians 2.11, So that we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs or schemes, from Ephesians 4.14, 4, 
so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. And Ephesians 6.11, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So there's schemes out there. Yeah, there are. And they're religious schemes. Yeah. And as we read this and other places in the Bible, the devil is the one who produces those schemes, and we need to be aware of them. And we better know his schemes, or we're lost before we ever begin, actually. And we can discover those schemes in Genesis chapter 3 other places as well, sure. but certainly in Genesis chapter 3. First of all, the devil lies. We find that in chapter 3, that he lies about God, that the, he places doubt about what God said and then denies that God did say what he said. And he makes you think that you can become a God or like God himself. Mm -hmm. And he promises you that going against God's command is the best thing for you to do. Now, Jesus advised us to be wise yet harmless at the same time. Yeah, from Matthew 10, 16, and often quoted, so be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And we need to also understand that that serpent in the garden was the devil, yes. is the devil. Yeah. We have a quote for that one too. Revelations 2, 12, 9, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. So we know that, that <laughs> establishes the fact that that's who he is. He has schemes. He lies to us and we can find out his lies. The only way we can be as wise as that old serpent is to be gifted with the wisdom of Jesus. From 1 Corinthians 1, 29 through 31, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So we have nothing to boast about. We don't have no. our own wisdom, but we can have <laughs> right. the wisdom of God. And that wisdom is not automatically given to any person, and certainly not through Mormonism or polygamy or the Book of Mormon or Mormon leadership or following a prophet. It comes from God himself. It comes from Jesus. John chapter 3, Jesus said, No one can see or enter the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Now that happens when a person repents and gives his life to Jesus, believes Jesus alone is the Savior through the, the uh, sacrifice on the cross. And it must be the Jesus of the Bible that we embrace. And because Jesus gave his life for you, you give your life to him. And from that point forward, a personal relationship with Jesus begins to form and grow and deepen. And from that experience and reading and studying his word, we can know the schemes of the serpent and avoid them. Mormonism has the wrong God, the wrong Jesus, the wrong gospel, even the wrong devil. They teach Adam and Eve had to disobey God and obey the serpent in order the, for them and the rest of humanity to know his blessings. They teach they couldn't have children without falling into disobedience first. That's ridiculous. That was Satan's scheme all along, and all Mormonism believes it. But they don't believe Jesus, who said this about the devil. John 8, uh, verses 43 and four, through 45. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. 
When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. strong. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is the truth. The devil's the liar. Jesus said there's no marriages after this life. That one, that one man and one woman make up a marriage. The devil tells people they should take of the forbidden fruit, that a man can have many wives and many children and can be married for eternity, opposing what Jesus taught. But the devil can't tell the truth. Even in Mormon temple ceremonies, which many polygamists follow exactly, Satan appears and gives the people instructions, and immediately they obey him. (laughs) But the Bible tells us that that what we obey becomes our master. Think about that one, please. From Romans 6.16, you are slaves of the one whom you obey. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve rejected God's command and obeyed the serpent's temptation. And Mormonism continues to follow the serpent's lie. Mormonism has the wrong devil because they believe and teach that Lucifer is the spirit brother of Jesus and that this devil is also our spirit brother, that he is a literal child of God the Father and and God a mother from a previous existence. But that's the wrong devil. Mormonism can't even come up with the correct Satan. You, you, you won't find that teaching anywhere in the Bible. Um, and you won't even find it in the Book of Mormon. But this is the biblical record. From Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15. Oh, I'm sorry. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. So the devil was originally (laughs) created as a bright, shining angel. But he was entranced with his own beauty and decided he should exalt himself up to the throne of God, like Mormonism does, and become like God. But instead, he was kicked out. He was thrust out. And Mormon doctrine copies what Satan's sin was. We want to be like God. The biblical account of the devil explains that he, along with all the other angels, was created by God, and Jesus is the creator. So how could he be Jesus' brother? (laughs) Polygamists follow all the main heretical doctrines of the LDS Church, and that includes who they believe Satan is, a false idea of who Jesus is, that God is just one of millions of other gods, that the plan of salvation includes keeping all the commandments, which includes polygamy, doing your temple work, making sure your tithing is paid because it's your fire insurance. This is the wrong gospel, and the truth of it all is easily found right in the Bible. There will be no excuse on Judgment Day when... They say, we didn't know, or we were deceived. It's so much easier to convince someone of a lie than it is to convince that person he believes a lie. So that covers our miscellaneous topics. (laughs) It's really good ones. Uh, That's too bad about the the polygamists and the medical. I guess that's still going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're starting now, I think, some of them to 
uh, to allow some of their members to get medical training. I was going to say they probably encourage and, people to get... The, and then their, they open their own clinics really, and yeah. that way they can dispense the medicine the way they want. And cover the costs or yeah. mitigate the costs or something. Yeah. Thank you, Earl. Really fascinating. <laughs> it is. You know, Mormonism says... We can save ourselves by following a religion that had to be restored by Joseph Smith because God, who is eitherly, either inept or lacks enough power, failed to keep his promise to preserve his word throughout all generations. Mormonism and polygamists say we have to save ourselves by following their laws and ordinances, which are the commandments of men. Those who say we must keep laws and ordinances are called legalists, and those who insist we must be morally pure are moralists, but Mormonism is both. But the biblical gospel tells us that Jesus saves all by himself. He needs no help from us. If you aren't trusting in him alone, you're lost. If you're trusting him, then make sure it's the Jesus of the Bible because only he can save you and he is enough. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.